0: Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes so your friends know that they can learn from the show. Now, enjoy the show.
1: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another edition of DIY Money.
0: DIY Money. Money. Sultry again. We're back to the money. The sultry holiday season. Holiday season. You
1: know... I have a 15 year old son. Many know that I talk about him regular, and he is into the Christmas music, the classics. We he goes to the pool very early Tuesdays and Thursdays mornings. I'm so proud of him. He was we were in the car this morning 4:45 taking him to the pool, and you would think you know it connects to the Bluetooth, and we'd be hearing. I don't know, a number of songs that he typically listens to to kind of pump him up from the pool at 5 a.m., which I don't mind because then I drop him and I go for a run and it pumps me up. And anytime I want to, you know, talk about motivation when your 15-year-old is getting up to go to the pool at 5 a.m. and you don't want to go run, like, I mean, come on. I mean, I go run because if he can get in the pool at 5 a.m., I can go for a run. But anyways, this morning he gets in and we're listening to like – Frank Sinatra, White Christmas, and you know Jingle Bell Rock, and I mean, it just awesome. I was like, "Gosh, this is fantastic."
0: I was, I was doing, it's just great. Nice crisp morning on top of that. Crisp morning on top of that. It was
1: very crisp. Holy oh, cow! It was...
0: no! We've had a cold bitter, snap this week, bitter
1: cold. Um, so we're rolling into Thanksgiving. We're cutting this a couple days. This will air after Thanksgiving. Hopefully, everybody had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Hopefully, the Bills won and the Cowboys won. That would be great. My wife's a Cowboys fan. We plan on watching both games. It's going to be awesome. Um, You were not on the podcast uh, a couple weeks ago, Logan was asking about the turkey recipe. He did yeah, this for I a friend's this. giving, apparently, mm-hmm. and killed three people. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing, he said. So now he has become the turkey man.
0: Turkey junkie. <laughs> a bona fide golly Turkacanis freak. And I saw him eating leftovers yesterday, which means... That it was actually amazing. Wow. Because you I, don't eat
1: no, crappy no, turkey leftovers. I, turkey is fascinating because typically if I find myself at a place. Now, I'm Scrooge McDuck. I, I'm like, ah, we're staying home. I don't go anywhere for Thanksgiving anymore. And But if I did in the past, and this was true family, immediate family as well, the turkey would be dry. And I would have to either look for the dark meat, which I like, or I'd have to slather that stuff in gravy. It just was cranberry not, sauce. It was what's that?
0: Cranberry no. sauce. No. Do no, you
1: eat it with your turkey.
0: Yeah, do you I don't like do. The, do
1: you like homemade cranberry sauce, or do you like with the jar? Either side doesn't matter. I don't I like gravy. The side. I like the jar. Old school yeah. comes out like it still looks like the not the jar the can.
0: Yeah, I don't eat gravy.
1: Oh, okay. Well my wife So my again, wife, I gotta have something my, on it. My mother makes a, a gravy that's just oh it's phenomenal out of all the juices and oh yeah. Anyways, I'm making two turkeys this year is the whole point of that story. I'm making two turkeys. Two turkeys. Because I want the leftovers of the juicy turkey that we cook.
0: Turkey inflation.
1: All right. No, actually I got forty nine cents a pound. It was oh, two turkeys.
0: You went from one to two. Four yeah, turkey inflation.
1: But I'm just saying I paid forty nine cents a pound for turkey number two. Which is probably three times cheaper. Three times, whatever.
0: Uh, Third. someday of the cost. you'll have grandkids, a bunch of people over, four turkeys.
1: I'm gonna. I cannot wait. I'll be that guy who's like
0: football
1: now in the backyard. I'll be totally into it. Then you will. My kids. Yeah, I don't do it now. Nobody mm. wants to play football in the backyard with me right now. Used to be what we did growing up all the time. Yeah, it was awesome. Anyways, all right, let's get into a question because we got a we got a fun one today. And this is, you know, I like this. This is a little precursor. I'm going to start promoting the tribe again. Uh, the side story here is one of the reasons I've not been in the tribe for some time is I have not had a phone that has worked properly for, like, months. So I just took advantage of a AT&T upgrade offer, and I have a new phone. And so I'm going to be back in the tribe. That's a Facebook tribe, by the way. Nice. For all of you boomers out there like me who are still in the Facebook Anyways, so check that out. All right, let's get to our question. It's from Tom? Thomas, Thomas, what do you got?
0: D-I-Y. DIY Money. My name's Thomas. I live down in Atlanta, Georgia. My question pertains to entrepreneurship and just how to get the ball rolling with initial clients. So me and a friend are running nothing rocket science. We're running a web design agency, and we're both full-time software engineers. So the idea is just to help generate some passive income on the side and we have a great business plan, we have a list of clients and we're making cold calls and the calls go really well. But for some reason, there's something that's not signing on those clients. And I think what it boils down to is that we're new and we don't have a big portfolio of of reputation to show off. So I think there's a lack of trust and advice for just like getting the ball rolling with those initial clients and establishing that trust with them that we are a legit company. Thank you for all the advice. Keep up the bro talk.
1: Keep up the bro talk. All right, Thomas. This is near and dear to my heart on a variety of reasons, or on a variety, whatever, uh, for for a variety of reasons. First, Daniel and I certainly are entrepreneurs, started this business, et cetera, et cetera. But I find myself on the regular thinking about businesses that are appealing to me if I was, I don't know, finding myself trying to start another business. And one of them, I know this is going to sound crazy, you're going to think I'm making this up, but it is web development. Because despite the day and age that we are in, the amount of businesses that still have a crappy web presence is unbelievable to me. So, I often look at that and I say, gosh, there's really an opportunity. However, scalability is the name of the game, as you know. And web development, meaning you spending time to actually develop a web presence, help them with their blah, 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 this, that, and the other, is not where the money's going to be made. Hopefully, in your business plan, you have the hosting, the ongoing monthly payments to you and your hosting server. As the scalable business model, and wouldn't it be nice to have a 1,000 websites paying you $49 a month for hosting, literally just keeping their website online? Now, it doesn't answer your question, though. Hopefully, that's what's in your business plan. If it isn't, I would revise your business plan. You need it to be scalable. Hosting is scalable. But it doesn't answer your question in how to get clients. So I'm going to just kind of brainstorm. I'd be curious to hear Daniel's uh, uh, thoughts on this. But if I was starting a web design business today, the first thing I would do is I would find some early adopters that had to take me up on my services, meaning I would basically go to them and say, look, I will redesign your site for free. I I need some portfolio companies. I need to be able to show off our work. This will cost you nothing. And if it's terrible, you can just scrap it. Now, if your value proposition is a $25,000 brand new website, I don't know, man. I mean, you know, in today's day and age, smart entrepreneurs can get a WordPress theme, slap it up there. And I know you're probably cringing when I say this. So, again, I, I... I don't know what your value proposition is, but if you're looking at doing a a massive, you know, SQL database with Flash interface and blah, blah, blah. I don't know if those terms. First of all, you are throwing too many big words at me. Okay, now, because I don't understand them, I'm going to take them as disrespect. I don't don't even know know what that means. um, And it's a 25 grand. You know, you're looking at that. Then this this idea is not going to fly. I have another idea for that in a second. But if you're like, oh, we just need, you know. It's a few thousand bucks to redesign the website and I just need, you know, some people for portfolio companies. And you go to them and you say, Look, we, we're trying to get this business started and this is friends and family, people that you know that are in business. Hey, John, your website you could use some work. Yeah, but we can't really pay ten thousand dollars to blah, blah, blah. Let me redesign it. At least we can use it as a portfolio piece. And and then, you know, it costs you $50 a month to host it on our site. Really? That's, that's great. Yeah, super. Boom. There you go. You got a couple customers. Then you can go to people and say, we have customers that we are already working with. This is a site. This site is, you know, approximately $5,000 to redesign and blah, blah, blah. This is what you get. And you could talk to John and tell him and he can tell you all about the experience. That's number one. Number two. Um, I think you could take some desired customers and you could look at their site and you could do a PDF mock-up of what you think their site should look like. So you might invest an hour or two of your time to create a graphic look of what their site could look like, and you could take it to them and say, look, this is your site. This is your site redesigned by us. And... You might have to go to 25 of those people to get a couple, but my guess is that if you literally show someone, hey, this is what I see your site becoming, they're going to go, I love it. Where do I sign? So you're going to have to do some work on the front end and really get after it to land those couple of clients. And then, you know what? It's service, service, service. After that, you're going to service the heck out of them. You're going to grow by word of mouth. And pretty soon, you're going to be looking at your wife and going, boy, should we think about leaving this other line of work and moving into this full-time and starting a business? And then you'll send a new question in, and we'll talk about that. What say you, Daniel?
0: Yeah, I think if you're <clears throat> really just trying to develop trust, which is what uh, you've identified as as the issue that's sort of missing in the sales cycle, uh, then you have to pretty much do exactly what Quinn's talking about. I would branch out and look at local nonprofits. Uh, they tend to have mediocre at best websites because they don't have big budgets. And so it's a good opportunity to build goodwill. Also, on those nonprofits, a lot of times, they'll have boards of business people. So it's a good networking opportunity. Uh, maybe you can find ones that overlap with your particular area of interest, etc., uh, as well as developing some level of content blog posting social etc to develop that trust to show that you are knowledgeable and, and have expertise in this area I would even go a step further in what uh, you talked about Quint where you said you know making a mock-up of websites for local businesses if you're developing a blog or social or whatever uh, talking about this space uh, demonstrating yourself as a expert why not you know uh, create mock-ups of Of some other websites, uh, either local companies or big brands or etc, basically create a portfolio uh, of some of the things that you can do. And then and then people have an idea, one of your sort of creative niche, uh, the way that you work your ideas, etc. And and you can kind of develop that portfolio without having real clients, clients. But I think you'll need some of these pro bono clients to some regard, because people are going to want references. And I mean, nobody wants to spend the big bucks to be the first person, I think, in line to see whether or not, you can handle it.
1: And and again, my, I'm going to take a leap here and say that, because you both are software engineers, you might be offering a product that is quite a bit more expensive than somebody is willing to pay for somebody who is just starting a firm. And what do I mean by that? Well, when you get a website and you might say, hey, no, we're going to make this so it's totally, you know, on you. You can update it. We, you don't need us anymore. And, and, you know, again, you just, they just pay for hosting. Right. So, uh, but in their mind that if they're going to spend $25,000, they're going to want to know that if in six months something breaks, they can call you. But if you haven't made it and you're not in business, well, then they're not going to call, they they can't call you. You're not going to be in business. So a lot of people, you know i i see this a lot in a variety of businesses the the cross-pollination of well i i spend all my time working on six figure projects in my job i'm going to just go into my own business and do that and and make that money it does not work like that so when we started this business when we started jewel financial we talk to everybody. I mean, you know if you had a pulse and you were looking at setting up a retirement account, you were a great potential client for us. I mean it just it, it's it is what it is you had we had to do that now, fast forward twenty years, three hundred million dollars later, six hundred clients you know we have the ability to screen, and if we take a client that's below our minimum. It's because we are going to invest in them as much as they're going to invest in us, and we see the potential fruit of that down the line. But we have the luxury to do that. I mean, a guy came in the other day, he says... Yeah, what would you do with my million bucks? I handed the paper right back to him. I wouldn't do anything with an attitude like that. I didn't say that. That's what I. <laughs> I, I just I handed it back and I said, "Well, let's not put the cart before the horse. Tell me about yourself." But his attitude was like, "I got a million bucks. What are you gonna do for me?" And I was I, immediately I was turned off. I'm like, "I'm not working with you." In my brain, I'm like, "I'm not working with this guy. No way. I don't care if he had ten million dollars. I'm not gonna work with him because we have the ability to. Re- I mean, this business is hard as it is." We want to work with people we like. like. It's as simple as that. And we like all of our clients. And so that comes because after 20-some years of grinding and out and working with a lot of people in the beginning we didn't like, we now have the ability over that time. So I think the last thing I'll say is be flexible. If this is something you and your partner foresee as a long-term thing, be flexible in the beginning and who you work with and despite what the books say and the gurus say, no, set your this that. You gotta develop it from the beginning. You gotta take what you can get. I mean, you gotta take what you can get and you gotta service them like they got millions of well, you, you gotta service them like they're the twenty five thousand dollar client, even if they paid you five hundred bucks. And then that will allow you to grow over time. So wish you the best of luck. I love it. I love the entrepreneurial spirit, get after it. And uh, you know what? We'll send you a $25 Amazon gift card. And what I would encourage you to do is check out a book called How to Swim with the Sharks Without Eating Getting Eaten Alive. It's one of the best sales books ever. I don't think I've ever mentioned it on this podcast. Again, How to Swim with the Sharks Without Getting Eaten Alive. It's one of the best sales books I've ever read. You should pick that up in Amazon. All right, that's it, my friends. I don't know what else to say. Secret to Wealth, live on less than you make. Invest the rest. Do so for a very long time. Make it a great one.